Welcome to the Igniting Hope Podcast, where you will experience catalytic encouragement and practical tools to renew your mind with truth instead of lies, so you can experience transformation in your emotions, circumstances, and influence. Let's break off self-limiting beliefs together like never before. The title of today's message is, Nobody Told Me This. Nobody Told Me This. And I'm going to get into what I believe is one of the most important messages that you're going to hear from Igniting Hope. And so just looking forward to sharing this with you. Hey, a couple things coming up. In January, my wife, Wendy, is doing the Academy of the Unseen Realm, a five-month online course for those who want to go deeper into the things of the Spirit, learn how to release encounters, help help for those who have a mystical uh, bent, (laughs) I'm saying that positively, help for them. And so you can find that at ignitinghopeacademy.com. And then in January, I'm going to be doing again my four-month mentorship, leadership mentorship online with the eight pillars of leadership. And if you're looking for something to start the year off with a just a burst every week, it's made for people on the go uh, of truth on the eight pillars of leadership, which are uh, inspiring and leading yourself, transformational beliefs, intentionality, healthy relationships, speaking life, uh, faith-filled decision-making, the culture of gladness, and empowerment, building big people. If you're looking for something, that just very well could be it. Uh, We don't have registration open for that, but I'm planting the seed of January, four months. Hey, nobody told me this. Now, I've, I've shared this in other platforms. I've, I've touched on it in previous podcasts, but I want to give a, a, a principles and some teaching here that is going to help you direct your spiritual warfare guns in the right direction. I want to start off with the story in Numbers 13, where Moses sends out 12 spies to spy out the promised land. They had just left Egypt and he sent them out. They were there for 40 days. Their purpose was not to come back with a conclusion on whether they could win or not. Their their purpose was to understand their opponent, the enemy, and get a battle plan to defeat them. Ten of them didn't understand. They came back with a conclusion that they were not able, that they were like grasshoppers in, in their own sight and it was, in their mind, it was impossible. The problems were too big. The challenges were too great to enter in. Kind of sounds like a little bit uh, like today, what we're tempted to believe, but to Joshua and Caleb, and I believe I'm talking to Joshua and Caleb today. They said, let us go up at once. We are well able to overcome it. And by the way, isn't it interesting that two groups of people saw the exact same set of circumstances and put a different conclusion on what they saw? And so the circumstance is almost always not as important as the conclusion that we place. What's going on in your nation is not as important as the conclusion. And 
that you're placing. And our conclusions are either going to come from a victim mindset or a victor mindset. And it's interesting that, again, you, after 40 years, they, they wandered. Many of you know the story. And they wandered. And then in Joshua 1, after Moses died, then the, the command is given to go and, and do what they could have done 40 years earlier. And really, a question is, if God's given us the land, why do we need to fight for it? <laughs> if, if God's given us the promise, why do we need to fight for it? Well, it's in the fight that we build the character to be able to keep and increase the blessing that blessings that are in the promised land. We can't put new wine in an old wineskin. If we, if we get higher things, higher blessings, higher favor, higher... Uh, yeah, just things without a corresponding new wineskin of higher thinking, then we're, we're not going to be able to, to contain it. It, it, it will burst the wineskin. And I've heard that million-dollar dollar lottery winners, we've, I've heard studies that have shown that after 20 years, the vast majority of them are back in the same or worse economic state than they were before they won the lottery. So it's in the fight that we build the character to be able to keep and increase the blessings of the promise. But the new covenant is, is different. Now, this is where I get to, nobody told me this. Nobody told me this. And by the way, I just had a great trip to Australia and was in Brisbane at Glory City Church. And I was in the Gold Coast at Zion Church. Great times. But probably the most fun time I had was meeting with both of the leadership teams and sharing what I'm sharing today. It just reminded me of, uh, of the importance uh, of this message. And so in the New Covenant... The enemies standing in our promised land are not literal, they're not giants, they're mindsets called strongholds. Now, nobody told me that. Now, you know, you think about scouting out your opponent, and I coach basketball for many years, and it's wisdom to scout out and to have understanding of the strengths and weaknesses of your opponent. It's foolish just to coach by faith and say, I'm just going to show up and I'm going to see what happens and react to what happens. So that, that makes us reactive, makes us time out, time out. It puts us in panic mode. And, and what I'm going to share with you today is going to help you to be more proactive in your life, proactive uh, in, in your leadership. And so as we scout out, what are the giants, what are these mindsets that are in the game, so to speak, against us? Now, as a younger leader, I, I did not know what they were. <laughs> I had this nebulous thought, the devil was my enemy. And again, there's times where we deal directly with the devil. I get that. But I, I had this nebulous idea that just the devil is my enemy. I just was rebuking until my rebuker was worn out. I was binding everything that moved. 
And I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know. It says in Ephesians 6:17, take up the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of, of God. It's called a sword because we're supposed to kill something with it. I didn't know what I was to kill. It says in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, it says, no temptation has come upon you except that which is common to man. The greatest temptations we face are to believe lies. And the repeated believing in agreement with lies are what creates negative strongholds. The repeated agreement with truth is what creates positive strongholds. What we renew our minds with, redo it again, new, just giving that new thought and maybe a repeated thought, that creates positive or negative strongholds. And so... Again, the greatest temptations are to believe lies. That's what happened in the garden with Eve. The enemy planted a seed of doubt in Eve's mind about God being good and that God truly had her best interests in mind. And when she believed the lie, it created behavioral sin. In Matthew 4, when Jesus is tempted in the wilderness, it's all about identity. He had just been told at the end of chapter 3 of Matthew, this is my beloved son. You are my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And then the enemy says, if you are the son of God. By the way, he left out beloved because he, he knows if we believe we're loved by God, it's all over for him. He says, if, if you are the son of God, turn these stones to bread and, and et cetera. And so the, the plan was, is to plant a seed of doubt in Jesus' mind about his identity. Well, he didn't buy it. He said, it is written. And he, he resisted the devil and the devil fleed from him. He resisted the lies. And so these mindsets that are standing in the promised land, we all face the same ones. No temptation has come upon you except which is common to man. I did not know that. As a younger leader, nobody told me that we all face the same things, the same lies, the same uh, feelings that are created from believing lies. And, and what well, it's the victim mindset. It, it's pessimism. It's shame and unworthiness. It's disappointment. It's fear. It's frustration. And there's more. And if I would have known that, I would have saved a whole lot of time because all of that, all of these feelings fed into the lie, there's something uniquely wrong with me. Fed into the lies that... Uh, I was different than, than, than other people. One of the reasons why I talk about my journey so much and I talk about the different emotions that I've battled uh, is, is to give hope to you. How we ignite hope is, is in various ways, and one of them is through authenticity and just sharing, hey, listen, I can relate to you. I understand. Yes, yes. 
You, you also battle these things. I battle these things. And here's what I've learned. And so I wish 30, 40 years ago, someone would have said, hey, Steve, to use the language of, 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 of a sports game, discouragement is in every leader faces discouragement and every leader has the opportunity and has been given grace to use the sword, the word of God, to use the sword to defeat discouragement. Every leader faces disappointment. Every leader is tempted to be disappointed with God, themselves, people, leaders over them, people they're leading, disappointed in life. Every one of us, no temptation. We're all tempted to live in disappointment. We're all tempted to live in shame and unworthiness. Now, I could say a lot about this, but I, I want to I wrap up with, with this. The feeling of disappointment is almost always a bigger problem than what we feel disappointed about. Now, as we really understand, okay, what's the strongholds and, and, and the, those feelings are, are, they are fruit, so to speak, of the stronghold. My discouragement is almost always a bigger problem than what I'm feeling discouraged about. My unworthiness and shame is almost always, those feelings are almost always a bigger problem than what I feel unworthy or shame about. My victim mindset is almost always a bigger problem than what I feel a victim to or about. Now, this thing here, if we get this, and by the way, I believe you're going to get this. When we get this, then we're able to truly address the real issues, the real things that are stopping us, that, that are the real blockages. Because Romans 12, 2 says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The, the renewing of your mind. And as we renew our mind with the truth of what God says about the finished work, about who we are in him, about his promises. And I know, I'm not saying with these issues that we don't get help or counseling or maybe, I mean, there's accountability. I'm not saying there's, there's not actions that we need or may need to do regarding why we feel the way we feel. But I want to say this. If we target those emotions and we target uh, the things that, that, that I've talked about, the discouragement and, and the, the insecurity, the feeling less than, as we go after those things and make them more important in our spiritual journey and our spiritual warfare than even the source of those things, the circumstances that are helping to create that temptation, I believe this, there's powerful breakthrough. There will be. And I could say more on it, but I believe that the Lord is going to give you revelation on this. And there's, there's a fight. First Timothy 
1.18, Paul told Timothy to war, a good warfare, according to the prophecies spoken to him. We fight with what we believe God has told us, the prophetic words of our identity, of what he's called us to do, of the victory of, of the cross. Nobody told me. Nobody told me this. I wish I would have known it 30 years ago because I would have not wasted so much time feeling like a failure, feeling like I was different, feeling like uh, I was less than, feeling like I couldn't accomplish great things because all of those were sending me a message that the best I could hope for was average. Whew! I, I, I believe this. Some of you are going to listen to this again and again and again. Something's going to get into your spirit. I see the Lord redirecting your greatest spiritual warfare guns uh, at, at these things that I'm sharing. And even in the fight, as you're fighting, you're building the character to contain the promises and to increase the promises and not allow the promises to burst any wineskin of yours. Well, thanks so much for listening to this podcast. And if you if you appreciate these podcasts, why don't you tell somebody else about them? By the way, Wendy's got a new book out. It's available now on Amazon. It will soon be available on our website and the Bethel online bookstore here in Reading. Uh, it's called Changing Your Reality. It's a 50-day devotional. My, oh, my, it is such a powerful book. And if you want uh, to go deeper, even in what I said today, my book, Fully Convinced, and my eight-week course on IgnitingHopeAcademy.com platform, IgnitingHopeAcademy.com platform, will really uh, take you deeper into what I've shared today. Hey, we're here to ignite your hope at Igniting Hope. It kind of makes sense. Because there's no hopeless circumstances. There's just people who do not have hope. And once people get true hope, circumstances cannot stay the same. Hope is an unstoppable force. If something's going to change, somebody has hope. Somebody believes the future will be better than the present, and they believe they have the power to help make it so, to help make it happen. Increasing hope is the evidence we're renewing our mind with truth instead of lies. Decreasing hope in our life or in an area of our life is the evidence we're renewing our mind with lies instead of truth. And remember, too, the joy of the Lord is your strength. A merry heart is good like medicine. We don't need joy at the end of the battle. We need joy in the middle of the battle. And for pretty much most people who are listening today, today's just not a good day to be radically joyful. <laughs> you know, I haven't found many days just uh, based on circumstances, based on my feelings uh, that are telling me, this is it, Steve. No, it always seems to be a reason. Not, and I get it. We mourn, we weep with those who weep, but... But if we have a lifestyle that devalues joy, then we're going to lack strength. And a merry heart is good like medicine. We're, we're going to not be as healthy physically and emotionally as we could be by prioritizing it. And so here's, here's two ways 
that I love to stir up the joy of the Lord. One is through thanksgiving. In Psalm 100, it says we enter his gates with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is a gate into many things. As we increase thanksgiving to God and to people, it takes us through gates. It gets us unstuck in many things, but including joy as we focus on what we have rather than focusing on what we believe we don't have. And then the second thing I always love to share or I usually share on these podcasts is delighting in the Lord, Psalm 37, verse 4, where it says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Delighting in the Lord is the opposite of the spirit of heaviness mentioned in Isaiah 61. And the delighter is delighting with unfulfilled desires. The context is, is that there's desires that haven't happened yet. Outcomes, promises uh, that, that, that haven't happened. There, there's disappointments. And the delighter is delighting. And the delighting is the key. I've been experimenting with some relational things recently. And I mean, just just going, woo, Lord, I can't wait to see what you're going to do in this situation. I can't, I'm so excited because that's really what, that's what, how the delighter operates. The delighter is childlike. The delighter is just saying, man, God, I can't wait to see what you're going to do. I can't wait. I'm so excited to see what you and how you're going to do it. And, it, and it's really delighting is one of the main ways to make sure there's hope in our faith journey. So that is a that is a powerful thing. Why don't you just think of an area right now where maybe you're tempted to have a spirit of heaviness and just take a moment and, and if you're able to just pause and say, Lord, I th- I'm so excited to see what you're going to do and name that area. Name it. I can't wait to see what you're going to do. What solutions you're going to bring. How you're going to bring it. That Delighting is a release of healthy faith. Wow, wow, wow. Hey, if you like these podcasts, you like these messages, uh, why don't you go to ignitinghope.com and sign up for our newsletter? I do a blog that's usually connected to the podcast every week. You'll get our newsletter and we'll tell you about events that are happening, things like our 40-day negativity fast, positivity feast that's online starting in February, the uh, mentorship that I mentioned that I will be doing in January, Wendy's Academy of the Unseen uh, course, and so many other things. We have just many things happening. And also on our website, we have so so many free resources on their declarations, other things, past blogs, about two years worth of blogs. If you're looking for some good teaching material, good sermon material, uh, that's just going to spark something, uh, reading a blog a day as part of your devotionals, uh, going back is, is one thing that's just going to keep this message of hope, this river of hope and joy flowing into you. I know it's not the only river that you have flowing in you, but this is important river to keep all the other rivers oiled up, (laughs) fresh, alive, and forward-moving. Hey, before I close, how about let's take five to ten seconds for you to pray for Igniting Hope. 
And some of you, if you listen to it immediately upon when it's released here in November of 2023, we are going to be right in the middle of our Igniting Marriages retreat here in Reading. And you can pray for that. Or if it's afterwards, you can pray for those who uh, attended and that the fruit would just continue to grow out of that. And and just uh, pray for... Yeah, just the season that we're in, and we just thank you so much for those of you who are faithful listeners to the podcast and how you've been praying for us. We have felt it, and and we pray for you, so it's a, it's a win-win situation. So why don't you just take uh, five to ten seconds right now to pray for us, to pray for some of these uh, courses coming up that I've mentioned for Wendy and I, our team. Whatever's on your heart, just take just take time right now. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. And just, uh, why don't you just thank the Lord, just thank Him specifically, if you're able to out loud, say thank you, Lord, that you're working in that situation or that part of Igniting Hope or Stephen Wendy's life. And I'm modeling how to attach great faith to short prayers. It's one of the things that that is so important with the many needs that come across that we feel like, wow, uh, maybe we feel we just can't do anything. No, your prayers are powerful and effective. Just say with me, my prayers are powerful and effective. All right. Thanks so much for being with us with this message. I wish somebody would have told me this. Thank you so much for listening. You can be a part of our live stream of this Igniting Hope podcast by joining our social media channels on YouTube and Facebook and hitting notifications. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing and leaving a review. Help us get the message of hope out to more people by liking and sharing this podcast. Also, we have so many more incredible resources for you, including books, events, and courses on our website, ignitinghope.com. And why don't you say this concerning the message in today's podcast? I receive it and I'll never be the same again.